Welcome to this podcast. I'm David Bofton, a senior knowledge lawyer at Travis Smith, and I'm delighted to be joined by two guests from Just Like Us, the LGBT plus young people's charity, to talk about their experiences and the work of the charity. Francis and Lucas, thank you for joining today. Um, why don't we kick off by you introducing yourself? Um, Ramses, would you like to go? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm Ramses, I use the humans as your pronouns, and I'm one of the Jessica's um, alumni ambassadors. Thank you. And Lucas? Uh, hi, I'm Lucas, I use he, him pronouns. Um, I've been volunteering at for just over two years now, and I'm really excited to be able to share my experiences today. Great, thank you so much. And let's dive straight in with those experiences. Um, so Lucas, do you want to tell us a bit about your journey to realizing your your trans identity yeah of course so um growing up i didn't really um hear much about the sort of the lgbt community in general and whilst i never sort of heard very negative things said about it it was just something that sort of within my family within the sort of my local sort of community it wasn't really spoken about at all and because of this i just thought it was something that affected like very few people and it was sort of something that really wouldn't become a part of my life at all um but obviously growing up that i've realized that that's not true and that there's many amazing people in the world that identify as lgbt um and yeah so my first introduction to sort of gender identity and what transgender meant was when i was about 14 or 15 years old um when my girlfriend at the time came out to me as gender fluid um, for anyone that doesn't know what this means, um, it basically means that sometimes you identify as a man, sometimes as a woman, um, or sometimes you can identify as anywhere in between. Essentially that your gender moves around on the gender spectrum. And I had never heard of this term at the time, and so I, I did a bit of research about it, and I distinctly remember thinking, that's really cool, but that's not me, I'm not transgender. And obviously I was wrong about that. But that is the thing about figuring out your identity. Uh, it's a process and it doesn't just happen overnight. And of course it is different for everyone. For some trans people, when they discover what the word transgender mean, it's like everything finally makes sense for them. And they finally have the language to put with what they're feeling. But it's not like that for everyone and it definitely wasn't like that for me. Probably the first key moment that I had in figuring out my own gender identity was when I got all of my hair cut off um, about six and a half years ago now. I'd been sort of questioning my gender identity um, before this, but cutting my hair off was the first step that I took into really trying to figure things out. And I was amazed at how much more comfortable I felt in myself. However, even after cutting my hair off, I was still very confused about my gender. I spent months and months trying to fit myself into different labels, using different names and pronouns with my friends. And I found it really hard when none of them quite seemed to work. And like I said before, it's a really long process. I didn't suddenly wake up one day and realize that I was a man, but I finally decided to change my name to Lucas and start using he can pronouns um, with my friends. And when I did this, everything seemed to start making more sense and felt more comfortable. Um, and it was at this time that I knew that I was ready to start coming out to more of my family in the wider community. Because um, although I'd been very open with my friends about it, I wanted to be 100% sure of who I was before I told any of my family. Thanks for that, Lucas. Um, Ramses, same question to you. Yeah, of course. It's actually quite nice to hear different trans people talk about their experiences because mine has been pretty much the exact opposite mm -hmm. as what Lucas has just said. 
Um, I grew up in a quiet conservative town in southern Italy, and I didn't have any representation at all, not just in terms of trans people, but any LGBTQ plus people at all. And I remember growing up, I always felt some form of discomfort um, when people would refer to me as a girl or would buy me you know, pink clothes. Uh, I went to an all-girl school until I was 13, um, which as you can imagine was quite confusing format. Uh, and I remember lots of times I would cry because people would not refer to me as a boy or just feeling lots of like shame and confusion around who I was. Especially compared to my sibling, I was always quite traditionally masculine. I was a bit of a tomboy, uh, but I was never allowed to play sports. I was never allowed to wear even like unisex t-shirts. Um, and my life was like quite gendered um, until that moment. And I remember, especially in school, it felt like I was trying to pretend to be someone I was not, but I didn't quite have the words to express that. I was also two years younger than I went in my grade, so that kind of like added to the confusion there as well. But it definitely felt like every other girl in my in my classroom or every other one of my friends had been provided a rule book about how to be a girl, how to be a woman. And I didn't have that. I was trying to do my best at guessing what people expected from me and consistently failing to doing that. And I remember I was always singled out as kind of like the odd one, even if people didn't really know why. And that's how I felt most of the time. I felt like there was something not quite right with me, like I didn't quite belong there, I didn't quite fit in, but I didn't really know why. And that led to a lot of confusion, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. Um, and everything kind of like did change overnight when um, I was 13 and I switched schools um, and I started high school. And I remember going to the library because I needed to pick up a book, uh, but I got the authors mixed up. So I picked up a different one with the same title. And this one had a transgender girl as main character, which to be fair was quite rare at the time. We didn't have lots of books, especially in Italian with LGBT plus representation, and it wasn't advertised as such. But I started reading it and I read the first chapter. This was over summer break around my birthday. And I remember reading the first chapter about how happy she felt when she first read an address, when people first called her by the name she picked and used she her pronouns for her. And on the flip side, how bad she would feel anytime people force her to wear men clothes and, you know, go to all men events or all men spaces. And lots of that just resonated with me. And I remember just like I started crying and I called my boyfriend at the time and I said something on the lines of, I think I'm a man. <laughs> and then when he started asking me what I meant, I got scared and hanged up uh, and ghosted him for a week. Uh, <laughs> Aside from that, I just remember like literally the minute I had the words to explain what I was going through, I just felt this huge relief. Mm. Um, so I literally came out for the first time literally within like three minutes from when I first heard what trans meant, um, because it just explained everything. And I think part of me had been waiting for an explanation my whole life for what was going on. and. Since then, it's been a bit more of a journey, and I did feel other emotions other than relief. Uh, kind of like all those fears and doubts and everything arrived later, um, because it meant I had to tell, you know, everyone that I was I was trans and needed to pick a different name. I had to talk to my parents. I needed to do a lot of things. Um, you know, it's not as easy as coming out as as gay, which is something I've done as well, where you just want to share more about your personal life with other people. When you come out as trans, you kind of like need 
everyone to know if you want to be addressed the way you wish to be addressed and you want people to use a different name and different pronouns and you know go through all that social transition so kind of the rough part of it arrived later but um that was life-changing for me the kind of like huge relief just knowing that there wasn't anything wrong with me i just was trying to be something that wasn't um and yeah i've been out as trans since then so close to 15 years now uh, and you spoke you've spoken quite a lot um about both of you about not really knowing where you fit in and i think uh, these days there is quite a bit more visibility trans identity what message do you have for parents who think that their child might be trans let's assume they you know don't know much about about trans identity at all what what message do you have for them so i had very mixed experience with uh, with my parents um my parents initially reacted pretty well to my coming out although I waited until i was 18 to come out because i was about to to move out and i just wanted to make sure that I would be safe because we never had any conversations around LGBT plus topics. So I didn't really know what their stance was on that. Um, and initially, my mom had a really good reaction. She told me all the things that you know I wanted to hear. You know, we're always going to love you. Uh, your gender never really mattered to me. Um, but then, as soon as I started mentioning the fact that I wanted to a transition socially or medically, or the fact that I had told other people, uh, she immediately took a step back and. At the time, it was very confusing. I felt very hurt. She told me I needed to talk to my parents, uh, to my to my dad, um, that I needed to think about the impact that have on our family, on their reputation, how they would have to, you know, handle conversations with all their relatives as well, uh, and how it wasn't really up to me, but it was kind of like a family decision, which of course at the time felt very confusing. Um, to the point where a few years after that, I actually went to contact with my parents for a few years, uh, although we were connected after that. And one of the things that we talked about after reconnecting, because I did ask about, about the reaction, was that um, it was somehow their way of protecting me. They had heard lots about um, discrimination against LGBT plus people, more in general, but transgender people specifically. And they told that, you know, if I didn't come out, if I didn't tell anyone, then I would be sheltered from that. And, you know, it was fine for, for them to know and for my friends to know, but no one else needed to because that would have exposed me to risks and, you know, issues and discrimination. Uh, but I think by trying to protect me, they actually caused more harm um, because they failed to realize that there wasn't a part of me that I could hide because it was all of me. Uh, some people can stay in the closet if that's you know, their choice and if they feel safer doing so, but that wasn't the case for me. Uh, I felt like I had been hiding my whole life and for me it was really important to become the man I am now. And one of the things that really strikes me and is something that I still struggle with even if we're in good terms now is that I feel like I can share all the positives that come from my identity with them because I feel like they never really understand the joy that comes from being trans, not just by being by me myself as a man and the joy that being a man and you know acting as one brings but the joy of being trans itself i think lots of parents and lots of people 
hear the word trans and they get concerned about what we might be facing and the challenges and the obstacles that we might be facing. But there is so much more that comes with it as well. There is so much joy and so much community and so much warmth. And there are all things that I would have never experienced if I had never come out. And I really wish I the more parents were open to hearing more about that and be more involved in, in you know in trans joy and in the beauty that the queerness brings as well. Sure. Sure. And, and Lucas, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so luckily for me, um, when I came out to my family, um, I had generally very positive reactions. Um, so I came out to my mum uh, first um, by writing a letter, basically explaining to her how I was feeling and kind of telling her my new name and things. Um, and as I expected, she was really supportive and she immediately started using my pronouns and has since done a lot through her work and life to help promote LGBT plus and trans rights. Um, I got my mum to tell my dad that I was trans because when I'd come out as gay a few years prior, he'd had a really negative reaction to that. And so I was quite surprised at the reaction that he did have um because it was quite it was quite positive um we never we've never really had much of a conversation about me being trans um but he has always used uh, my right name and pronouns um and that was a lot more than i expected from him and he's also um, been really supportive um when i've gone through my transition uh, my medical transition as well um and i'll always be really grateful um to my dad for that um i think um that it's really important that parents give um, their pa their children or their trans children um, a safe space where they can um, explore different things about their identities. Uh, like I was saying before, I didn't sort of wake up um, one day, I didn't sort of realise that I was a man overnight. There was a lot of figuring things out, trying out different names, different pronouns, different hairstyles, different ways of dressing. And um, being given that safe space to do that um, within, I mean, there's, there should be safe spaces everywhere in school, in, in their homes, but especially um, for parents, I think being able to provide that safe space where children can um, try out these different things is a really important um, part of, of figuring out your gender identity. Unfortunately, um, my when I told some of the rest of my family, um, some of them weren't quite so uh, supportive about it. Uh, so I've always been really, really close to my grandparents and it took them a while to process it. And this did hurt me for quite a long time. Um, I found it especially frustrating sometimes as well because I had other family members who were older than my grandparents who had no problem in understanding me being trans and were really supportive. Um, and it felt like, well, there's not really a generational thing then if there's people in my family who are older than my grandparents who uh, don't have any issue with me being trans. Um, so I came out to my grandparents by telling them in a Christmas card. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't really acknowledge it in any way, um, in any way. And they continued to use my dead name and misgender me for quite some time, despite my mum repeatedly trying to correct them. And it took them well over a year before did finally start calling me Lucas and using he can pronouns um, and it was at this point that my nan did apologize to me and she sort of explained to me that most of all she was worried about me um, because uh, she was worried that I would be discriminated against and that it, it was it is hard um, 
to be trans in the society that we're in today because there is a lot of negativity surrounding trans identities. Um, but ultimately, she did tell me that she accepted me and that she loved me, and that meant a lot. Of, uh, that meant so much to me to hear her say that. Um, but this is the thing as well: is some people it takes them um, a while to sort of adjust to um, different pronouns and different uh, names. Um, um, yeah, so for some people it can take them a while to adjust to different names and pronouns, but a lot of the time, and again, like Ramses was saying with um, his family, a lot of the time, and I'm not saying this is all the time with everyone's parents and families, but a lot of the time is they, they are just trying to protect you, and even if it doesn't always come across in the best way, um, a lot of the times that is where it comes from, and with a bit of time and education, um, I, I'm, I, I would say that most uh, most people, most uh, family members um, will be able to understand actually what needs that you do have as a trans person and um, will be able to do things like use the right name, use the right pronouns um, and things like that. Great. Th thanks, Lucas. And I mean, I, I'm hearing two core things here. The first is that uh, the bit would be of use to parents. Uh, the first is there is no one way in which trans people realize their identity. Some people know straight away, some people it's much more of a journey. Um, so there isn't a right way of, of, of discovering your, your true identity. And, and second, give your children the space they need to explore their identity. And I, I suppose going against their identity, even if you think that it is protecting them, actually could be doing more more harm than good. Um, is that a fair distillation? Yeah, I think it is. And the other thing is, um, as I mentioned, transition, whether it's in you know, a social or exploring your identity or in making any decisions around it, it's quite a personal journey that comes with lots of different and conflicting emotions as well. So sometimes parents might not see the journey. Uh, and assume that, you know, it's a quick decision or something that happened overnight, but actually it might be something that, you know, the child has been thinking about for sure. months or years or, you know, even longer than that. So uh, it's giving the space, but also, um, I guess, accepting the fact that the space might be space away from, from the parents or away from other people and just, you know, some space to themselves to, to talk about that and to think about that. Sure, sure. And, and, and going beyond parents and family, in terms of the wider community, how can people best be allies of, of, of the trans community? It's quite a broad question. Lucas, do you want to tackle that first? Yeah, um, I think the core thing that people sort of need to remember um, is that trans people are, we're no different from any other people. All we want to do is just live our lives in being our authentic selves uh, just going through life in the same way as everyone else um, and there are many ways that people can um, help to be allies to help us do this um, mainly by I think the, the number one ways of doing it is by respecting people's names and pronouns um, there are little little things as well, like when you introduce um, yourself to a group, whether you're cis or trans, um, introduce your name and your pronouns, and that immediately um, becomes um, a safer space for um, anyone, regardless of their gender identity, to, be able to share their pronouns. Thanks for that. Ramses, same to you. How can the 
wider community support the, uh, the trans community. For me, I guess the most important things when it comes to allyship is understanding that being an ally is not a badge of honor, it's an action that you take and it's a conscious decision that you don't take just once, you keep doing throughout your life and it's not conditional on you know what you get out of it or you know what your attitude towards trans people is at the moment it's about an ongoing commitment and the best way to do that is to actually be involved in the community you're trying to support i think lots of people trying to make lots of assumptions about what um and i'm talking about trans people in this case but when it comes to being an ally to any kind of community really sometimes people make assumptions about what their needs are or uh, what their priorities are but um, lots of times, you know, those don't really align and you can only know what people need if you talk to them. Um, and we are very lucky right now that especially compared to, you know, when I was growing up and figuring out my identity, that there is lots more representation in the media, uh, in pretty much any field. And uh, even in, in hobbies, I keep finding, you know, local trans groups of, you know, knitting or gardening or things like that. So. Um, if you don't know trans people uh, around you, find out where they are, um, which doesn't mean, you know, going to be the witch hunt, but just saying that there are, you know, trans people in our hobbies or walks of life or work fields um, and just talk to them and get involved in the community, find out what kind of like support they actually need. And most of the time they will be more than happy to talk about that. Um, species people are the majority and any change can only be achieved with, you know, the majority and support from that. And as I mentioned, it's all about sharing the sense of community and sharing that joy as well. And uh, if it's something that I learned about my, my own communities that we trans people really love to do that, we love to share our joys and successes and involve people in what we're doing. Yes, I really like your point around it not being kind of one-off badge of you know achievement. Um, it goes for, for, for any community really, is, is that, you know, not being transphobic doesn't make you an ally of the trans community. Not being homophobic doesn't make you an ally of the LGB community. It It is an active step that you have to take. Being neutral isn't enough. You have to educate yourself and take that, that additional step and be proactive. Before we go on to the next question, Lucas, did you want to add something? Um, yeah, I really I completely agree with um, all the points that uh, we've been saying about this. I think that it is really important to highlight that educating yourself um, about trans people and about trans issues um, is one of the best ways to be an ally, I think. Understanding um, the community and the some of the things that we go through, some of the needs that we have, is a really good way of learning how best to support trans people. Again, um, it's the we have uh, the brilliant resource of Google as well, which has so much information, and there is a lot more representation now in the media. Um, where, so it's very easy to learn about these things. I think sometimes um, if someone does know maybe like one or two trans people in their lives, they can often become that kind of staple sort of trans person where you who they'll go to and ask all, all of these questions to. And this is not always the best way to do it. Obviously, if the, that trans person is um, starting or opening up um, way for a conversation about trans um, things, about trans issues, um, obviously that's a different situation but just to sort of randomly go up to them and ask them questions whether they are personal or not it can be quite tiring because we hear these things a lot 
and sometimes it is nice to just exist in the world without sort of constantly being reminded of our trans identities as well so I think sort of taking the um, being proactive in educating yourself as well is a great way of being an ally. Great thanks Lucas. What is the one thing you would like people to take away from this podcast? Francis you want to go first? Tough question. Um, <laughs> I think for me it's about uh, remembering that there is diversity within diversity. Uh, trans people are not all the same, they have different walks of life, uh, what trans means to them as well can be different depending on the person. It's different depending on you know intersectionality with you know fate or the ethnicity background or uh, basically any of the life experiences they might have. So it's very important not to you know find one definition or meet one person and think that you know that's that's the norm. Uh, keep exposing yourself to the diversity. Keep being immersed in those conversations. Keep learning. Uh, about what trans people are and and our experiences, uh, and don't don't settle for the bare minimum in whatever you do. That's that's great, Lucas. How about you? Yeah, I definitely agree with that point. I think that understanding that, in the same way that all cis people are completely different, all trans people are completely different, and there will not be two trans experiences that are the same. It's really important to also remember that trans people, we just want to live our lives um, in the best ways possible, like everyone else. And the in the best way to understand um, and help the trans community is by educating yourself. Um, I think basically just reinforcing all of the points that we've, that we've brought up throughout this session. Um, it's hard to say one very specific thing as there's, there's lots of uh, amazing things that I think we've been uh, discussing in this podcast. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that, Lucas. Um, and on that note, we will end it there. So thank you so much to both of you for, for taking part. It's been very, very insightful. Uh, before I go, I want to remind people listening that the firm has its own LGBT plus network, which is open to everyone, regardless of sexual orientation and gender identity. So please do sign up and get involved with the group's work. Um, thanks again for taking part, and I hope you have all enjoyed listening. <laughs>